What is up, you guys? You are tuning in to the Health Without Limits podcast. I'm your host, Caroline Prestano, a personal trainer, nutrition coach, teacher, wife, dog mom to two, and mommy to be. Wow, that's weird to say. After too many years of playing it cool and trying to live up to society's standards, I decided it was time to share my voice. I hope that this is a place you will come to share your journey and to feel supported on your way. We'll talk all things health, fitness, nutrition, motherhood, and just some good old girl chat. Thanks for coming along. Let's get going. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to the Health Without Limits podcast. If you are new here, I'm Caroline Prestano, certified personal trainer and certified fitness nutrition coach. And new news for me, I am pregnant. So lately I've been covering all things pregnancy, um, incorporating health into your pregnancy, fitness during your pregnancy, and things to look forward to. I've got some really exciting guests lined up to be coming soon. We've got some health coaches, some dietitians, some seasoned moms, some new moms. So I'm really excited to really start diving into this journey that I'm on. And I know that so many of you are either on or planning to be on someday. So please take this. If you're not pregnant right now, this is still a good podcast for you to listen to because as you'll hear me say, a lot of the tips and tricks that I have or that my guests have or that doctors recommend for pregnancy also relate to or are the same as tips and tricks for your health when you're not pregnant. So very relevant no matter what stage of life that you are in. Currently I am set up downstairs. This is a different podcast location for me, so we'll see how this goes, but I have been go, go, go all day today, and it's currently 4.30, and this is my first time like really sitting down since like 8.30 this morning, and I'm feeling it. I am tired. My back is sore. Um, I'm feeling very accomplished, but there was no way I was going to sit up at the desk to record the podcast, so... My mom gave me or handed down to me this like really nice lap desk that she's not using. So I'm currently set up on that. I've got the mic on there. I've got my laptop on there. I've got my Christmas blanket. Christmas lights are all on in the background. The dogs are snuggling and we're hoping they're going to behave down here. But currently so far so good. And I'm really feeling this setup right now. So hopefully this continues to work out for me. Um, but yeah, it's been a little while. I kind of batch prepped a bunch of podcasts in advance, not knowing, you know, how I was going to feel over the last however many weeks and not knowing what was going to be going on with life. So I wanted to be able to stay consistent with the podcast, but not really pressure myself to feel like I like needed to record every single week. So it's been a little bit. But currently, when I'm recording this, I am 21 weeks pregnant. So when you guys hear this, I'll be just past 21 weeks. Um, And we found out last week that we are having a girl. So if you don't follow me on social media, I recommend that you do at Press the Limit Fitness. At Press the Limit underscore fitness, I should say. Um, We put our gender reveal video out there. But I'll kind of give you guys a rundown on what happened on that day. So we did the 20 week anatomy scan and unfortunately because of COVID and numbers spiking in our area, 
Um, my husband Keith was not allowed to come in with me to the ultrasound and we were really bummed about that. We actually had bumped our ultrasound up to 19 weeks in the hopes that like maybe we could get him in as a guest before the policy changed again. Um, but unfortunately, actually the week of our ultrasound, they changed that policy, no visitors, but they allowed me to FaceTime him. So that was so nice, like just to be able to feel like he was there with me and he actually was able to like hear and see everything still. So it worked out. It was kind of the next best option. And obviously we found out the gender, but I had told the tech that um, we didn't want to know that day to put it in an envelope and I was going to pass it off to my sister for the reveal the next night. And let me just tell you, those 24 hours of having that envelope were so painful. Like, <laughs> we both wanted to peek so, so bad. Um, so I kept it actually in the glove compartment of my car overnight, just so that like, we wouldn't look. And then when I was at school the whole next day, it was out in my car, I couldn't mess with it. So we didn't cheat, promise. And yeah, so that night we, or that next night I should say, um, we just had immediate family over. So my parents, um, my sister, a couple of my nephews and my niece came. And then everybody else joined us through Zoom, which was actually really cool. I mean, yes, it's unfortunate that, you know, we're kind of missing out on these larger gatherings and larger in-person celebrations, but it was really cool to see, you know, everybody show up for us. And we also have family all over the country, so this was a really cool way to involve everybody and, and still kind of feel like everybody was celebrating with us in real time in the best, most safest way that we could. Um, so yeah, we got one of those baseballs that has the um, colored smoke on the inside. So we've got a pink one and we got a blue one. And Keith, if you don't know, is a big baseball guy. So this was just like something that we thought would be really fun, really relevant to us. Keith would not let me pitch the ball to him because he was worried about my pitching skills. And then he was just all sorts of stressed over this whole thing. Like, big baseball guy, he's a really good hitter, but he ended up hitting off a tee because he just did not want to like screw this moment up. So, you know, my sister gave us the baseball that we needed, we lined it up, he hit it, and that pink smoke came out and we were so happy. I mean, no matter what color the smoke was, we would have been happy. Um, but it's funny, you know, people ask you like, oh, do you have a feeling? And I never really admitted to anybody except for Keith that I had a feeling it was a girl. And I didn't know why, I just like early in pregnancy kind of had this feeling like that it was a girl. But I didn't share that really with other people because I didn't want to like get other people thinking that. I didn't want to, I guess, be wrong. I didn't want to, like, create this picture in my head of this is what we were having and then, like, it was something different. But like I said, 100% we did not care what we were having. But I think, I mean, I feel like this is kind of how it works. I don't know, moms, if you agree with me, but once you find out what you're having, you're almost just like, that's what I wanted. Like, no matter what, if the blue smoke came out, you would have told yourself that that's what you wanted. Like, there is nothing better than knowing that. And I'm just 
so excited to watch Keith, you know, be a girl dad. He's got the sweetest heart, and I just think it's going to be so much fun to watch him do that and, like, just grow in our relationship as we raise this baby girl together. So, really excited for that. And like I said, you can see the video on my Instagram page of what the reveal looked like. It was actually um, pretty cool. And the baseball was like ceramic, I want to say. So this thing shattered. Like we have been finding it all across different parts of the yard over the last week, over the patio. Like it, it shattered. It went everywhere. It was very cool, but unexpected that that's the way that it went down. So that's that's that. That's the big news on the gender reveal. Um, as far as me, as far as how I'm doing, honestly, I told Keith the other day that I'm feeling so much more like myself. I just feel like this fog has been kind of lifted from me. And everybody talks about the second trimester and how your energy levels are just magical. And... I don't necessarily think I would call them magical, but I feel like my old self. Like, prior to pregnancy, I was always go, go, go. And I, you know, I don't know, I guess I kind of like thrived off being productive and like just getting so much shit done. And when that first trimester hit, I was just like, stopped in my tracks and I did not know what to do with this new feeling I had of like extreme fatigue. So now that I'm, you know, past that stage and into my second trimester, it's not to me magical energy. I just feel like this is the me that I'm used to and this is the me that I've been missing and I love it. I know that, you know, there's going to be days that it doesn't last forever there's going to be days that I feel off. It still happens, but I'm taking advantage of it while I can. I'm noticing it in my workouts. I'm noticing it just in my mood. You know, when you feel more like yourself, you're happier, you're more energetic, you just feel it. So that's where I'm at. I'm in a really good place right now. You know, I almost found myself holding back from sharing that because I've often gotten a response from people, and this isn't like a bashing, this is, you know, people mean well, but I've often gotten the response of, oh, you just wait, it's gonna get bad, or it's gonna get worse, or just wait until the baby comes. And quite honestly, I'm kind of sick of hearing that. Um, A, we should not be looking at this experience or the new experience that happens once the baby actually comes as something like, negative or something to dread like I, I just feel like that's a really bad way to start your new journey um, but also to me that doesn't make me feel good and you know I compare it to a lot of times in people's health journeys they come up with excuses or you know it's a just wait until this happens or when this happens then I can do this and there's a lot of excuses of well, I can't do, you know, I can't work out because of this. I can't eat healthy because of this. I can't meal prep because of this. Um, what I like to not only share with my clients, but just share through 
my social media outlets and my website, like, it doesn't have to be that way. You choose your path. You choose your choices. You choose your outlook. So if you go into pregnancy thinking, you know, I'm just going to be exhausted through my whole pregnancy and I'm going to gain weight so I might as well just not worry about what I eat and not move. Or, you know, once the baby comes, I'm going to be sleep deprived. So I might as well just throw all social plans and all plans for my own self-care out the window. Well, then of course that's going to have a negative effect. Like that's just not going to go well for you. But instead, if you flip that switch and look at it more positive, you know, look at this amazing experience I'm going through. Look at all the things my body is capable of doing. Um, you know, how cool is this experience going to be once the baby comes to be able to experience with my significant other, to be able to really grow a bond as a family and enjoy this time together? And how fun will it be to incorporate, you know, our healthy habits like walking and hiking or working out in our home gym while also being with for our sake baby girl she can come with us you know and I'm not saying it's going to be all roses and sunshine but that's the perspective that I'm choosing to take that's the route that we are planning to take once she arrives because health and fitness are such a huge huge part of both of our lives not only for the physical aspect, but for our mental and emotional well-being. And in order for us to show up for our daughter, we need to make sure that we're prioritizing those things. And there are ways, yes, I'm not a mother yet, but I'm telling you there are ways to make that happen with a child or with children. And I'm looking forward to over the next few weeks having some moms on here share what that looks like for them and share how they make that happen because these are women that similar to me health and fitness is a big part of their lives and they do make it work even given newborn sleep schedules newborns crying all day young toddlers running around the house trying to homeschool because of covid realities there are so many things that you could use as an excuse but there are so many ways that you could flip that switch and really make it a more positive experience and set yourself up with a mindset that's going to drive you to make the best out of it. I guess I just got on a little bit of a soapbox there. <laughs> Thanks for sticking with me while I got that off my chest. But like I was saying, talking about exercise, talking about fitness, that's something I really wanted to touch on today in today's episode. Um, and that's exercise in pregnancy. So I don't know about you, but I have found that there are a lot of conflicting opinions when it comes to exercise in pregnancy. And I felt this a lot as soon as I became pregnant. And I'm a personal trainer. I am, you know, trained in fitness. And I still was finding myself questioning what's safe, what's not, am I doing too much, am I doing too little? And at the beginning, I was letting outside noise get to me and make me feel guilty for what I was doing as far as my exercise regimen. So I felt like this would be a really important topic to touch on on here today because I think it is something that a lot of women struggle with and struggle with knowing what to do. And they're left either feeling hopeless and then they're just gonna decide to not move at all because that seems like the safest route 
or they're left feeling guilty because somebody's telling them that they're doing too much or they're left feeling guilty because you know they feel like they're doing too little compared to what they did in the past it's it's a whole roller coaster of emotions but you know my number one always is to educate yourself so by listening to this podcast you're choosing to educate yourself reading articles online from credible sources following different trainers that are trained specifically you know in pregnancy in prenatal in postpartum talking to your doctor or your midwife asking questions these are all the ways to educate yourself and this is going to be your top priority in any decision you make in pregnancy because there are going to be so many things that you think you're not allowed to do or you assume are not safe to do that might not actually be the case but you have to educate yourself in order to make the decision that's best for you and best for baby and in that time of educating yourself you're also listening to your body you're learning your body and you're learning your body's signals in pregnancy so i guess i'll use myself as an example at the beginning of my second trimester so oh gosh that was like eight nine weeks ago that's crazy um but anyways i was feeling like i was ready to get back into running i was really missing it i was really itching for it and I gave it a go. I just committed to like a mile because I knew that, you know, it had been a while. And after a few weeks of running, I found that my hip pain and my back pain was really elevated. I've already got some soreness just as my body grows, moves, develops, but it was so much higher after I ran and it would last for about a week. And then, you know, that would just circle right into the next run. And it wouldn't matter how much yoga or stretching I did, I just could not get comfortable um, or in a place where I wasn't feeling that pain. So that was a red flag for me that, okay, yeah, you were a runner prior to pregnancy, but this is not normal pain right now and it's not going away. So running just isn't going to be your thing in pregnancy. Another time that I've noticed it is with particular moves in my strength training, Um, certain planks, certain plank variations, certain rows. I started experiencing some um, pelvic pain and cramping, almost like spasms when I would stand up from that exercise. Again, not normal, not safe. And yes, these were movements I could do prior to pregnancy, but not safe for my body right now. So learning those signals, learning those cues from your body in this new stage that your body's going through And then being able to make those adjustments and make those changes based off what your body is telling you. That's like always going to be my number one is learning for yourself because that's going to carry with you past your pregnancy and just lifelong through whatever stage you're going through, whatever age you're at. Um, You know, and here's the thing. I kind of get why there's conflicting opinions when it comes to exercise because exercise and workouts have changed so much just within our particular generation. Think of all the different um, fitness, I don't want to call them fads, think of all the different like workouts that have come out just within our generation or have spiked I should say. 
you know, cycling is huge now, yoga, Pilates, boot camp classes, um, those climbing classes that, uh, we don't have them around here, but you see them in the big cities. Um, I don't know what else is, is big now. I don't know. You guys can fill in the blank. There have been so many things that have spiked up and become more popular that it's kind of hard to have enough research and knowledge on truly what is safe during pregnancy. And that's why it's going to be so important to educate yourself and learn those signals so that you can make the decision based off your individual needs and responses. I think we all kind of know those benefits of exercise. It's a stress relief. It helps with anxiety. And guys, in pregnancy, anxiety is real. I'm telling you I'm 21 weeks pregnant right now and I'm already experiencing anxiety over childbirth. Like I'm freaking out about it. And that has spiked my anxiety and I need that exercise as my output as somewhere to release that anxiety because you don't want to be building up that stress and anxiety while your body is also doing this amazing thing. Um, you know, it can help a lot too with your soreness and your aches that you're having in pregnancy depending on what you're doing. So like I talked about with running, obviously continuing to run was not going to be helpful with that, but just moving in general walking, doing yoga flows, prenatal yoga is awesome. These are all ways to make sure that you're not getting too sore, you're not getting too stiff, and by doing this daily on a consistent basis, then you're setting yourself up for those weeks where you do get more uncomfortable and your body really is different, um, but just being able to move through it and be able to let those muscles kind of elongate, work themselves, then recover and relax is going to be a great way to help you stay a little bit more comfortable as your pregnancy progresses. Um, the thing that exercise is not anymore, it's no longer for weight loss. It's no longer for that six pack or shredded muscles. And I'll be honest, this took me a while to kind of wrap my head around because I'm so used to exercise being tied to a goal, whether it was fat loss, whether it was muscle gain, whether it was reaching a certain distance in my runs to run a half marathon or reaching a certain pace or, you know, working on my sprints, working on my um, interval training and my intensity of my workouts. That was always what drove me in my workouts. I loved having that goal. I loved having something to chase. I loved that feeling of accomplishment. And that is no longer relevant when it comes to pregnancy. Sure, you can have goals, but they are most likely much different than what they were for you in the past. And that is a mindset shift that you have to go through in order to exercise safely in pregnancy. Because if you are trying to go pedal to the metal, you know, extreme exertion, then it's not going to be safe and you're not going to be able to continue. And you're going to get yourself in a place where you actually physically cannot continue to exercise because you've just kind of ruined it all. So flipping that switch is going to be huge. Figuring out, you know, what is your driving force? Why are you exercising? What does it do for you? now in this point in your journey 
How does it make you feel? What is the purpose? And likely that's going to be a little bit different than what it was prior to pregnancy, but I guarantee you will still find some really strong driving factors that will be enough to motivate you to keep going and keep pushing through this new journey in a new way. So a lot of times a question that comes up is, okay, how much do I exercise? And I guess my question to that would be, well, what feels good? Typically, you kind of see the standard 30 minutes a day. That's what's typically recommended for your average pregnant woman. Um, but with that, how does that feel? Like, I can tell you guys that in my first trimester, I couldn't make it to 30 minutes a day of my strength training or my circuit training. I typically made it to about 20 and then I was done. Like I could feel myself fatiguing. I could feel myself losing form. It just was of no benefit anymore. So that was it. But now that I'm in a place where I am feeling better with my energy, feeling more like myself, feeling like I have more to give to my workouts, I typically can go 30 minutes and then maybe do a 30 minute ride on the spin bike or go a little bit longer or do a prenatal yoga flow on top of that. Um, so it all depends on how you feel. You're no longer working out to that point of extreme exhaustion and fatigue. You are just getting a good sweat in, getting your heart rate up a little bit and having that outlet to really release. Sure, you're working on, you know, strengthening your muscles in different ways, working different muscles, um, but it's not that go hard mentality anymore. So that 30 minutes is like the sweet spot to kind of give you a gauge, but always remember that if you're feeling tired or fatigued, it's affecting your form and you haven't hit that 30 minutes yet, don't keep pushing. And in the same way, say you hit that 30 minutes, but you kind of feel like, you know what, I could push through one more round and feel totally fine. Go for it. There is nothing wrong with that. Another thing that I really like to do is to split up um, my workouts if I'm feeling it. So I might get up early and do a quick um, 30 minute strength training workout. And then later that afternoon, take Wrigley for a couple miles on a walk or go hop on the spin bike for a 30 minute class whatever that may be, um, split it up, give yourself that time. And for me, I really liked that schedule because I like thrive off those endorphins and I really feel set up for my day when I start with workout, but I also really like closing my work day with some kind of exercise so I can like de-stress. So mentally and emotionally that has worked out really, really well for me. Um, so again, just learn what works for you, give yourself grace, and know that over the next nine months, your, preg your pregnancy, your exercise routine is going to change. It's going to ebb and flow. There's going to be weeks that you feel like you've got a routine. There's going to be weeks when you feel like, what the hell happened? One day is going to be great. One day isn't. And that is okay. Give yourself grace. This is not an all or nothing thing. This is a journey. Um, and you're setting yourself up for these habits that can actually last, that you can actually sustain. Um, another common question that I get is what types of exercise should I be doing in pregnancy? 
And I'm going to preface with pregnancy is not the time to start a new exercise routine. So if you were not a runner, for example, prior to pregnancy, not a good plan to become a runner during pregnancy. Or if you never lifted weights prior to pregnancy, it's really probably not a good plan to incorporate, you know, a whole new strength training split. The point is we're not shocking our bodies into something new. Um, we are a little bit more prone to injury during pregnancy because of the different hormones and relaxant going through our bodies. So knowing that you are a little bit more at risk, it's not the time to start those things. And it's also, like I said before, not a time for high intensity, high exertion, um, or risky exercises. So risky being if it's something brand new to you that you've never done before, or risky in the sense of, are you putting yourself in danger of falling? Because that's a bad plan. But with that being said, anything else is fair game, guys. Walking, running, um, swimming, biking, whether that's indoor or outdoor, uh, yoga, prenatal yoga has been a game changer for me personally. Pilates, um, strength training, like I said before, these things are all fair game. And if they're things that you have done before, totally fine to incorporate them now um, in your pregnancy. When to not exercise is another common question that I get. So there's a few times that exercise would not be recommended. Number one, if your doctor tells you not to. So you may have an underlying condition. You may be a higher risk in your pregnancy. If your doctor or your midwife is telling you that you can't exercise, sorry, you can't exercise. Um, I would encourage you to ask questions of, is there anything that's safe for me? Can I walk? Can I do a really low impact prenatal yoga? Or can I do some low impact stretching? Ask those questions. Um, so again, you're educating yourself and you're learning, is there any way that I can move that's safe? Other times that you don't want to exercise is when you feel pain. And this might sound obvious to you, but you might start feeling pain in places that you didn't before in pregnancy. So for me, prior to pregnancy, um, knee pain was always a big indicator for me that I needed to take a break from my running or my high intensity workouts. But now, extreme back pain and pelvic pain are signs to me that I've taken something too far. Um, so again, it's just learning those signals in your body of what's soreness and what is pain. Like, this doesn't feel right. I'm having trouble navigating my day-to-day -day life because of it and just modify and adjust from there. Again, that doesn't necessarily mean right away, straight out the gate that you can't exercise. It just means that that particular type of exercise that you were doing or that particular movement that you were doing just was not really meshing well with your body and you have to make a different plan. Um, the other time that I would recommend to take a break from exercising is when you're feeling severe fatigue. So I bring this back to the first trimester. There is nothing like that fatigue, like that wall that you hit. And it's not like, a, uh, I really don't feel like getting out of bed today and working out. I'm so lazy. I just want to lay on the couch. It's like out of your control, basically. Like you hit a brick wall. You are literally not capable of lifting your head off the pillow. 
that's not a time to work out. When you feel that extreme fatigue, you need to give yourself grace, you need to give into it, and you need to rest. Um, I promise you the energy will come back. You're not just throwing all of your exercises down the drain, all of your progress down the drain. That's not what's going to happen. But pregnancy is not the time to... I don't want to say not the time to push yourself, but it's not the time to be hard on yourself. It's not the time to be forceful with your workouts. Again, it's learning your body. So do I still have days that my mind tells me that I don't want to work out? Sure. But on those days, I know my body's capable today. I've got this and I push through and it's worth it and I feel great afterwards. But on the days that my body is telling me not to work out, whether I'm super sore from a previous workout, whether it's just exhausted in every like step and movement that I've take, taken, whether it's just sore from pregnancy aches, then I know, okay, it's not going to be worth it. I'm not going to have good form in my workout. I'm not going to get all the benefits. It's not worth it. So learn, give yourself grace, and know that it is okay if you take a break you can come back to it, you can bounce back, and it's going to be fine, and the baby's going to be fine. Um, all right, last thing I wanted to cover with all of this is finding the motivation, and hopefully you guys are still sticking with me. This is a little bit longer than I thought it would be, but I think I got on a soapbox at the beginning, so sorry, but motivation. So honestly, guys, my tips for motivation are tips that I would give anybody that was looking for motivation to work out. This is relevant in pregnancy, not in pregnancy, for women, for men, whatever it is, these are tips that I would suggest for anybody to find motivation in their workout routine. Um, tip number one, okay, workout buddy. So some people like to have that workout buddy. And yes, right now we're in COVID, so that might look a little different. Your gym might be shut down, you might be you know, keeping your distance from some of these people, but that buddy could be someone in your house. That buddy could be somebody that joins you virtually through a live Zoom, or you're just sending a picture and checking in with them later. Guys, your buddy could be your pet. Lily and Riggs are my afternoon workout buddies all the time, and we have so much fun together. Literally, I tell them that it's time for the workout party, and they know what that means, and they get so excited to, like, run down to the basement with me. So, don't judge, it's motivating. Tip number two, plan ahead. So what time of day are you gonna work out and are you actually gonna be able to commit to that? So if you say I'm gonna do workouts after work, ask yourself, am I truly going to be able to do that? And if the answer is yes, then put any kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, like a distraction off the table. So whether that's packing your workout clothes in your work bag, keeping them by the door for when you walk in, um, whatever that is, don't give yourself the opportunity to question because chances are your mind is gonna tell you to do something different. Also plan what you're doing. So what type of workout you're doing? Is it gonna be like a video that somebody else has a workout ready for you? Or do you need to write the workout up? If that's the case, have it written up. I usually, on a Sunday night, will write all of my workouts for the week so that all I have to do is just pull them up, write them on the whiteboard that day, and the thinking is completely taken out of it. Tip number three is your playlist. So oh, 
man, I love my home workouts because I can just blast that music. I can dance. It's great. Currently, we've got holiday music on our playlist, but find music that motivates you. Search on Spotify. There's a lot of good, like, um, public playlists out there. I know that some of the cycling studios put their playlists out there. So find what works for you. Have a bunch of them saved. Or maybe you like listening to a podcast, so have some of those downloaded ready to go to just kind of pump you up when your mind isn't there for it. Uh, Tip number four. Are we on number four? I hope we're on number four. Your clothes. And here's the thing. Prior to pregnancy, you know, it used to be like, find a really cute new workout outfit. Sure, that's motivating. Great. In pregnancy, my tip is make sure you have clothes that you are comfortable working out in. There's nothing worse than feeling like your belly is being suctioned in by yoga pants that used to fit you that don't anymore. Just don't put yourself in that situation. Make sure you've got your go-to leggings or your go-to shorts and some tanks to throw on that you feel comfortable in in this body that you're in now so that you're not going into it feeling uncomfortable or eyeing yourself during the workout and giving those negative thoughts to yourself. Nobody wants that. Next tip is something kind of I've already touched on, but make it fun. So involve your pet or involve a friend or, you know, walk with a friend. Um, find a friend like that you talk to on the phone every time you go for a walk or find a podcast. Like for me, I struggle to sit through full episodes of The Bachelorette. So I listen to some podcasts that recap them while I'm walking Wrigley and I'm way more interested because I'm moving and I kind of feel like I watched the episode. So find your podcast or, you know, join or start a little virtual challenge online. You know, we're all going to walk a mile a day or we're the morning workout club, whatever that is. Make it fun. There goes Rex. Sorry, guys. Had to take a quick little break there, but it gets dark and Wrigley's afraid of the dark. So he just sits at the window barking at nothing. And that's really great. But anyways, um, I was talking about making your workouts fun. So the last thing that I wanted to just kind of suggest for you guys are my go-tos for home workouts, since many of us are doing home workouts these days and for the foreseeable future. So quite honestly, guys, you really don't need much for an effective home workout. I'm going to put these in the show notes and I'm going to link some of my favorites, but One of my favorite things I like to suggest to people are mini bands, and you can get these on Amazon in a pack of like five or six with um, resistance ranging from like extra light to extra heavy. There are so many things that you can do with these bands to work your full body. One of my favorite things to incorporate in home workouts. Um, And then I would suggest having just at least one kind of weight, whether it's a pair of dumbbells or a kettlebell or a medicine ball. You can do a lot of things with those weights, and they're pretty versatile. Um, So just having that one kind of weight. Truly, honestly, that is it. If you're looking for more, you're like, okay, Kylie, that's cool, but I want to add to the things I already have. Um, I would suggest, okay, getting more weight. So if you're somebody that already has a pair of dumbbells or one kettlebell, then add to that and make it like a variety. Have a lighter weight, have a heavier weight. Um, have things that you know are your go-tos for your upper body and you know are your go-tos for your lower body so you can work both with appropriate weight. Um, Adding things like resistance bands. So I posted on my um, Instagram about a set that I got from Dick's Sporting Goods. 
but it's basically like an over-the-door hanger and then you can clip your bands and they come with little handles um, in different positions on that door hanger I think that was like 30 bucks and it was honestly such a great purchase because there's a ton that you can do with it again different um, levels of resistance or different weights of resistance with those bands so that's a fun little thing to add in there um, I also would suggest something like a nice yoga mat depending on what you're doing especially in pregnancy if you're doing a lot of stretching or prenatal yoga um, having something like that is just gonna be a nice way to um, kind of improve your practice um, but also follow me on Instagram I'm posting workouts almost daily on my posts or in my stories um, full body upper body lower body like I mentioned before I keep my workouts right around that 30 minute mark sometimes a little bit less sometimes a couple minutes more but um, they're pregnancy safe they're also great if you're not pregnant so again in the show notes at press the limit underscore fitness is where you can find me and you can find that content but I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I hope it was informative to you. I hope you're feeling like you've got some tools in your back pocket as you either navigate pregnancy, approach pregnancy, or just think about it in the future. Or if you have already experienced it, you're a mama now and you're just looking for some more help with your health. I hope that this was beneficial to you. Please don't hesitate to reach out to me if you feel like you still have questions or you're looking for some individual suggestions following today's episode. That's what I do. I love doing it. I love helping you guys and connecting with you guys. Um, so I hope to hear from you. You guys can DM me. You can email me. Again, those will be in the show notes and I'll catch you in the next one. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Health Without Limits podcast. You guys know that I appreciate your support more than anything and really love having this outlet to just share my voice too. Don't forget to reach out to me on social media so that we can connect. You can find me on Instagram or Facebook. Both of those will be in the notes section of this episode. I'll catch you guys in the next one.